podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout as we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 11 and try and pinpoint those under-the-radar gems to help you climb up the rankings. We'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables, which use the Fantasy Football Scout members area stats to try and predict future returns. And Today we'll see how last week's tables did. Um, we'll also reveal who is on the latest tables ahead of Game Week 11. Plus, we will focus on the best ultra-differentials um, with ownership of around 5% or under. Um, in addition, we will take questions you have at the end of the stream. So have a think about those and post your questions uh, in the live chat at the end. My name is Joe, and as ever, I'm joined by Fantasy Football Scouts Deputy Editor Tom Freeman. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks, Joe. Yeah, um, wild card is done. That went pretty well. So, um, yeah, a bit less stress this week, which is nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, looking forward to game week 11. I get the feeling there won't be as many moves made this week, maybe, no. um, as last week. But uh, interesting all the same. Yeah, so you wildcarded last week and lo- lots of other people did. Good, Great time to wildcard. Um, so hopefully your team should be in, in good shape to... You know, perhaps hold a transfer or perhaps have a tweak here or there. And I think that's going to be the the, for a lot of people as well. They probably made a few moves last week, even if they weren't wild carded. Um, Just want to welcome those joining us in the live chat early on. Uh, Rixia, uh, Jamie, Heather, uh, Victor, uh, Daffid, uh, Sauhill, Brian and many more. Uh, Victor has joined us from Nairobi in Kenya. What's up, guys? well, we're doing a video and you're listening, you're listening and watching it. So welcome aboard, Victor, and everyone else who's joined us. Do have a think about some um, questions for us at the end. Uh, lots to ponder um, and lots of players that we will discuss. Um, so hopefully we'll, we will uh, give you some uh, good ideas of what to do. Um, OK, well, let's have a look and see how we got on with last week's table, our goals imminent table. Um, and as ever, this is basically sorted by 10 shots. In the last four matches they've played, but a maximum of one goal. So once they've scored more than one goal, they're off the table in a good way. And if their stats aren't good, because it's all done by XG and filters like that. And and once if they haven't hit those stats, they drop off in a bad way. Um, so, yeah, quite a few blanked, but two players in particular saved us. Um, Richarlison blanked. We were talking him. He, he, he's still he's not going to be an option, is he? at the moment because people are going to go for Son and also in his price range under 7 million you've got Matoma you've got Mbomo um, you've got uh, Jared Bowen a bit more Um, yeah Richarlison he's just not going people aren't going to go for him are they despite not being imminent no 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 exactly I mean he was on the left of the front three again at Selhurst Park um, but he wasn't great and he was he was subbed off for Brennan Johnson who mm. came on and made a real impact I thought he got the assist for the second yeah. goal so it feels like a bit of a minutes risk now maybe with Richarlison going forward yeah um, uh, Beto obviously blanked he doesn't play anymore lost his place but anyway, this is his last four matches they played not the last four game weeks have to do that because annoyingly uh, Luton and Burnley um, had a double fixture in one week so we'll start to you know pick up on that and suddenly you'll see loads of Luton players and Burnley players in these <laughs> tables a bit unfairly because they played an extra game within that sort of four four week cycle um, Anana Everton blanked um, still looking okay Everton looking better um, and Rashford blanked as well so let's go with Rashford first you got rid of him on your wild card obviously I mean this is it's yeah. just end it's end of days isn't it this is I mean I, I can't see the manager lasting if they carry on like this 
Yeah, it's just not happening for Rashford or United, is it? He missed a missed a decent chance in that second half of the derby on Sunday as well. And I think, like you said, Joe, you, you worry a little bit about Ten Hag now. They're making yeah. he's making some odd decisions. He's under pressure there, isn't he? Yeah. But if you've got him, what would if you actually still own Rashford? What would you do now, Joe? Because they've got obviously Luton, uh, sorry, Fulham, and then Luton and Everton next. So they've got three nice fixtures, but you just think it's time to ditch? Yeah, it's gone. It's just mm. there's so many, so many other good midfielders. Yeah, um, yeah. you know why have why not have Madison when you've got Rashford? Mm. Why not have Mbomo when you've got yeah. Rashford? Why you know and the list goes on and on and on. And there's another player, Sabozlai, we'll, we'll mention in a bit. You could go for him if you've if you've yeah. got Rashford, uh, if yeah. you've got Rashford rather. So Anana Everton um, is another player mentioned. Uh, he did he blanked for us there, and it was Calvert Lewin that that got the goal and got the returns. Yes. But Everton as a whole, we we're gonna have to, we have to we we've got to change our opinion of Everton. Everton's actually possibly a tough game for certain teams. Yeah, I think their performances have actually been pretty good for most of the season. They've had off days like the, the defeat against Luton a few weeks back, but generally they've been doing okay. They, they, they just needed to become a bit more clinical. And I think getting Calvert-Lewin yeah. back, it's really important. I think I really like Calvert-Lewin when he's fit, mm. he's playing well. He's got a bit of everything as a striker. And I think, um, yeah, exactly like you said, we might need to kind of reassess Everton a little bit. Now they're getting players back they're in a settled system. And um, it's a shame the fixtures aren't better. They're a little bit mixed at the moment. But um, yeah, they're definitely moving in the right direction again. Uh, definitely. Anthony's next. No one's going to go for him. Not only is he Manchester United, he's not very good. Um, so we just move on from him. This is just other better ones. Similarly with Norgard at Brentford. I mean, he is actually quite good. And Brentford are playing well as well. But mm. if you're looking for a, a Brentford player, probably going to be in Bomo. Yeah, I think- or, even, or, or even Jensen above yeah. Norgard, who's been ticking over as well, hasn't he? Um, next on the list, though, Sabozlai, uh, two assists. Now, we spent, I think we had to sort of stop ourselves talking about him so much last week because we were going on about him so much because he was, cause he was hitting all of these, um, the great stats and he was looking involved. He was on set pieces um, and, you know, un- undroppable um, in that Liverpool midfield. And he rewarded um, us and those that went for him with two assists, which is great. Probably more to come from him. As well, um, yeah. So Bosley, I mean, any anything more to add? I mean, a, a pretty a pretty good asset to get in, I think. Yeah, he's just such a good player. Watching Liverpool, he's he's so good. I'm not a Liverpool fan, by the way, at all. But um, yeah, you just can't help but be, you know, really impressed when you watch him play. He creates a lot of chances. He's on set set pieces. We spoke about it off air briefly then, Joe, but he's a, he's a 90 minute man. And yeah. um, that counts for a lot in that Liverpool team when you've got players like um, Darwin and Jota mm. and Gakbo who are coming in and out. You don't have those concerns with Shabosla. He plays 90 yeah. minutes each and every week, starts every game. Mm. Um, the only concern which we mentioned last week was that a lot of his goal threat is from range. He's only had three shots in the box, I think, yeah. all season. But it's the whole package with Shabos. Like, it's not just goal threat, it's creativity, it's minutes, and it's all of that. Playing in a team as good as Liverpool as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, why not? I, mm. I, 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 could, I could quite happily have him on my team, yeah. given the next few fixtures for Liverpool. Yeah, um, I mean, in my team at the moment, I've got Bowen in that, because I, I play a sort of price points game. And in that, in that sort of 7 million bracket, I've got Bowen there. 
But mm. Sabozlai's on the list to replace Bowen yeah. if, he, if he doesn't uh, uh, doesn't yeah. pull his socks up and improve. Well, <laughs> last week. yeah, West Ham, West Ham don't look great. We'll probably yeah. speak speak about them later. But that that could be a that could be a shrewd yeah. shrewd move. And yeah. you're getting a, getting a low owned Liverpool attacker as well. Definitely, I've got Eze in here. He could also be an option uh, in that sort of price bracket. But he's a bit um, cheaper. But Eze and Elise were seen on grass uh, in training. They're not back full training although rather they weren't last weekend but they were seen in some kind of training um and on on the on the pitch in somewhere so um they uh, basically Eze's return is imminent it could be this weekend mm. it could be the following weekend it could be a couple of weekends but we're talking we're talking days or weeks here we're not talking you know many many weeks um so it's important to remember Eze and his stats are still good and as proven here the last four matches he's played he's still on this table he's no not shifting um so you know that proves he's very good um but and crystal palace as well looking at the fixtures i mean just in the, oh, they're, in the, they're great aren't they general, yeah, so, really good yeah they're they're second to brighton uh, over the next six according to the fixture ticker uh, the season ticker at um, fancy football scout uh, yeah crystal palace have got burnley up next then they've got everton who a tougher fixture now but then luton west ham Bournemouth and then Liverpool in game week 16 so it turns into game week 16 it's a great run yeah. isn't it yeah so it's the next five really yeah. you want to plug into isn't it starting with Burnley finishing yeah. with Bournemouth as he's the talisman there yeah even when Olise's in that team Eze's the player mm. that you want I think so that gets a bit yeah. more goal threat than Olise I'd love him to be fit because I've got Martinelli in my team yeah. at the moment who I'm I think I'm content with for now but yeah it's like that price point spot that you yeah. just said Joe that yeah. that, that is Eze could fulfil that that yeah. position, okay. but we need him back. We're probably on penalties too, um, but we we need him back fit. So, yeah. but they'll they'll want to get him back, Palace, because they haven't got much cutting edge at the moment without him. So, yeah. I'm going to hop over the next name, James Garner. He blanked for us. Um, yeah. Not many people are going to go there. Um, there's pl- plenty of better Everton assets, but certainly plenty of better assets in the game. But speaking of that price bracket, um, Eze is going to be having stiff competition to get in our teams. If we want to get Mbomo in and Brentford, um, whilst they had a poor fixture, we we've seen this many times before, and I've seen it many times before, and I still ignore it. But when Brentford play the big teams, they play yeah, they, they tend well. to play a three-five-two with Mbomo up front and wingers and wing backs, and they often do well. They've beaten Man City like that, admittedly with Ivan Tony, but then they beat. Chelsea and they're going to be beating the big teams because the way they set up like that and I really like their 3-5-2 which they don't play when they play easy teams so yeah. in a way and Bomo against tough teams could be quite good so Brentford play um, well they play West Ham next then they've got Liverpool and Arsenal that's 3-5-2 <laughs> and then they've got Luton Brighton and Sheffield United so game week 14 good fixtures and that's when a lot of people are going to get Bomo in but perhaps yeah Game week ten or game week well we've got to, we got that's in the past now game week eleven might be the time to get him in yeah I mean we did say a couple of weeks about that these games might suit Brentford mm. for those reasons that, that the way they set up and they play um, they've got West Ham next and now West Ham for that one Alvarez is suspended and so is uh, mm. Lucas Paqueta yeah so they're not and, and given how they've played mm. against Everton and Villa that's a good fixture for Brentford now for Mbomo. Mm. They've been putting up decent numbers all season. Um, there's not, you know, he's the main man there without mm. even Tony, isn't they? So, yeah. yeah, 
I mean, I sold him last week, uh, but I didn't really feel too disappointed at the weekend. I was always going to do that looking at the fixtures, I think. But they, they've won, I think, three in a row at Stamford Bridge now, haven't they? Yeah. So they always don't tend to play well yeah, there. Yeah, yeah there is. And um, if, you, if you held him, well done. And um, yeah. he's a definite hold now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got, um, as I said, I've got sort of Bowen in that sort of category um, that mm. could move down. So looking at West Ham's fixtures, they've got Brentford next, then Nottingham Forest and Burnley, and then Crystal Palace, and then Tottenham and Fulham. So basically around sort of game week 14, 15, that's when I'm going to be swayed from Bomo. But mm. perhaps I could be swayed even sooner. Uh, I know many, yeah. many people could be. Um, let's have a look at assists mm. imminent. Um, so yeah, lots of assists on our goals imminent table, but also a goal from Bomo. Let's see if it's... Um, well, this is, it's, I mean, obviously the, the same players are going to be mentioned there. So Bosley, which we won't mention him again. He obviously got mm. his assist there. So that's great. He's he fulfilled on this imminent table. And Bomo obviously got that assist. We've just spoken about him. Um, and Blanks all round. Eze obviously didn't play. Blanks, McNeil, uh, Blank, Kudasevsky. We've spoken about Tottenham a lot last week. And, and uh, it's, it's basically Son is, is, is the, the main man to get. And Madison. It's a very good second place, but great um, but Kudasevsky just can't get a look in. Even Richarlison's got more goal threat. Um, and um, But I will mention Salah. <laughs> he didn't get us an assist, but he did get a goal. Now, with Salah, I mean, he's, I mean I've had him since my wild card. You've got him in your wild card now. You know, he's at, there. At last. Yeah, and he's, yeah. and he's, do, he's doing what he does. Um, he may not necessarily play as well. Darwin might be the main goal threat, but somehow... Salah got a goal. I saw the goal. It was ridiculous. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. That Matt Turner, I think, must have had him in his team or something because he, because <laughs> he just, he just literally just sort of gave him that goal. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. But he's, he's just, he's just relentless, isn't yeah. he? You know, Salah. He just finds a way. He hasn't played particularly well in the last three games um, against Brighton and against Everton, but he just, he just scores points and. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more enjoyable when he's in your team. I can confirm that, Joe, yeah, having tested yeah. that. And uh, it's a bit like when you, you know, people have sold Haaland and um, I get why people did it, but it just makes match day. It's not very fun when you don't own these type of players a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, there's not much more to say on Salah, is he? Great option. Um, the captaincy uh, this week, I think if you own Haaland and him, yeah. most people will go for Haaland, but... Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Salah um, no. outscored him this week either. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And as I said about these tables, uh, when Salah appears on assists imminent or goals imminent, he doesn't stay for long because as he does what yeah. he does here, he starts getting goals, he starts getting assists um, and he, he drops off. But he's, he's certainly scoring more than creating more at the moment. Um, it, yeah. But his creating, creation stats are still very high. Um, Ward Prowse is at the top here. He blanked for us as well. A lot of people have, mm. did go for Ward Prowse. They perhaps couldn't get to Bowen, so they went for Ward Prowse. I mean, it, it's partly Ward Prowse is being is an issue. He's he's, he's not taking his... Cause Cresswell was back in the side, and Cresswell mm. did, took quite a few of the set pieces over Ward Prowse, I think, um, which is weird because Ward Prowse is second to Beckham in terms of set pieces in the Premier League history. Yeah, I think I don't think that'll be a long-term thing because I think Emerson was suspended at the weekend and he'll come back in. But I think the bigger concern for Ward-Prowse is Caduce, who started at the weekend. For, he made his first Premier League start. He took on the number 10 role. He was kind of floating everywhere, really, but that was his kind of designated position. And it meant that Ward-Prowse was further back. He didn't touch the ball once in the penalty box at the weekend, Ward-Prowse. Um, and I think it will be deep again this weekend with Alvarez band as well. Okay. 
that that would concern me a bit if I was a Ward Prowse owner, I think. And uh, I would, despite good fixtures, I would probably be tempted to move him on. I think if you haven't got other priorities, yeah. he, he is conveniently the same price as Potoma and Brighton have great fixtures, top of the fixture tree. If Eze is back, Crystal Palace is second in our fixture tick over the next six. Um, and also Mbomo, who's just scoring relentlessly um, mm. uh, ep- in appeal points. Um, moving down the list, just a couple more names. Um, Dallow, Manchester United. We're not going to convince anyone by Manchester United, but they do have no. good fixtures. They've got Fulham, mm. Luton and Everton up next, although Everton uh, a bit better now. Um, but so we won't. But, but Gibbs White is interesting still um, because they, they do have Aston Villa next um, in game week 11. But then they have West Ham and Brighton, Everton, Fulham, and Wolves, it's quite a nice run. And even though obviously Brighton are a, a much better side, they cut, they can't stop conceding. So mm. Gibbs White, I don't think is is a bad shout for a, a cheeky differential in midfield for for the, for a short fixture run. What do you think? Yeah, he was he was great last year, mm. Gibbs White, but this year just hasn't okay. managed to string much together. But he's on penalties. The mm. fixtures are there for Forest as well. Yeah. Um, he, he was never going to do much at Anfield at the weekend because Forrest had um, Chris Wood got injured. Mm. Awani, he was only fit enough for the bench. So they went with Alanga up front and it's always going to be a tough place to go Anfield. But Awani, he came on as a sub. Um, so you'd expect him to start against Villa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard for Gibbs White because of that competition in midfield at the moment. But if you want a real differential, who has got potential upside? Um, I don't. I don't hate the pick at all. Okay. And um, before we move on to the goals imminent uh, table for game week eleven, um, just uh, a reminder to those in the live chat, those watching um, and listening, do do press that like button. Uh, do do give us a good rating, um, and also do subscribe so you don't miss out on all our videos. All week. we've got videos all week. Um, uh, and uh, Friday's team news, which I do with Neil, is a particularly important one. Uh, not just because I do it, because Neil's there, basically. <laughs> and Neil will <laughs> analyse all the press conferences. So that's really handy to get those sort of tips for uh, those team sheets there. Um, welcome to loads more of you that joined us in the live chat. Foregone conclusion, uh, Matt Stitt, uh, Lactic Bubble, Scott Speed and many more. Thanks so much for joining us. Scott Speed says there is no good fixture for Manchester United at the moment. Perhaps indeed, that is indeed true. Um, mm. Okay, let's move on to the goals imminent table for game week 11. So some of those names that we've already mentioned will still be on there because they haven't scored more. Now, I have reduced the number of shots on this one because um, I usually have a minimum of 10 shots, last four matches, maximum of one goal. But um, it didn't. It, it only threw up a few names and I wanted to expand it just to a few more. And I thought, well, to be honest, what's the difference between nine and ten shots? You know, in terms of tip, tipping someone, you know, as, as a potential mm-hmm. uh, differential under the radar um, player to get. Um, so, and that has expanded out to a few more names. So I'm quite pleased I did that. Um, so we've got a few more names to consider there um, as well. So we we'll start with Richarlison. I mean, we've, we've already spoken about him, really. Um, people aren't mm-hmm. going to go there. But I'll just say his, his, his stats... Three big chances, three big chances missed, three shots on target, but he has had 13 shots in the last four matches he's played and nine of those have been inside the box. So these are good stats and he's been underperforming by about two goals. So he should have scored two goals in the last four, according to expected stats. 
um, there. Um, Zozanalo um, at Aston Villa, 5.5 million. Diaby, Watkins, Cash and so on. They're going to be the names we look for for Villa. Zanola has also got a betting charge hanging over his head and he keeps going back to Italy to answer that. It's not like um, Tonali at Newcastle where he's just said, right, yeah, fair cop, I'm off. I've got a problem. And then, right, and his is his ban. But Zanoli could might not be banned. I mean, there's not to say he's guilty or innocent at this stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, is he an option if, if if he didn't have this ban over him? Not really. No. And that's you know he's a good player. He's come in and yeah. um, he, he he's actually stepped in really well. He suits the the, the, yeah. the setup that we're currently playing in. He had six shots in the first forty five minutes at the weekend. Wow. Um, which is pretty incredible for for forty five, <laughs> but he was ta- but then he was taken off at half time for Bailey, uh, and at first I thought that's got to be an injury, but I, I think it was Bailey played really well in the Conference yeah. League last week, um, and I think they are going to rotate a bit. But okay. um, you've got Diaby there. I'm not as keen on him, but yeah. there's also Douglas Louise as well. So there's other better midfielders yeah. which you can own than Zaniolo. But um, yeah, he, you know he, he's making an impact certainly, but it's just minutes are a concern. Right. Um, Anana, if you need uh, an enabler, um, uh, two shots on target, nine shots though, five inside the box, only four point eight at Everton. I think we'll, we we'll sort of won't dwell on him too much, but he's yeah. just there. Be aware, he is an option in that bracket. He could get you a, a return. Um, but next up is, is Morris at Luton. Um, now he hasn't he he doesn't look as good as he did when he first started, um, and that no. can happen when a promoted team comes up. They're just they're pretty gung ho and excited to be in the Premier League, and then it's sort of the reality of being in the Premier League drops in. But nevertheless, he had nine shots. Every single one of them has been inside the box, but just one on target, and that tells the story with Lou. He just can't he can't find the net. Uh, he can't he just can't find the the, the target at all. He, yeah, he was really isolated at Villa Park at the weekend and um, Luton are really struggling. I actually, about two or three weeks ago, I actually thought Luton looked a little bit more robust robust yeah. than, you know, Sheffield United and Burnley. But they've really uh, regressed in the past couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. And um, you worry for them against Liverpool at the weekend. I mean, yes, it's at Kenilworth Road, which yeah. they do seem to have create a bit more of a yes. atmosphere and a bit more of a kind of team spirit there. But... Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's no... The fixtures for Luton are really bad as well, aren't they? They've yeah. got Liverpool, Man United, Palace, Brentford and Arsenal in the next yeah. five. So, and then, absolutely. And then, and then, and then, and then City. <laughs> oh, is it? My, I've only got the next five up, so it's a good job. the sixth that's one is City. City. So, next, so, so oh, yeah. you just said it's like the worst, yeah. and then it gets even worse yeah. than worse. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even get better then. So there's absolutely no, no reason to have no. Morris in your team at the moment. Some people might have because... The overlap from or the overhang from the um, double game week, but there's so many good cheap forwards in no. and around that price no. point at the moment. I, I would just get, just I get would rid. go for Pedro, even though he's not short of minutes. Ah, okay. uh, Brighton's fixtures are really good: Everton, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea, Brentford, and Burnley. Next six, um, Pedro will not start every one of those. This is what you buy into. But Deserby has said that Pedro and Fatty are in Brighton's best 11 at the moment. So, oh, okay. So if we think that, then their, their ideal front four is Adingra at the moment, because March is injured, Pedro and Fatty, and one of Ferguson will replace one of them because of rotation. And yeah. then Matoma, that's, the, that's, that's where they're going to be. But they played a slightly well, different well, system. Um, they played three at the back last, 
last weekend. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, and um, sorry, go on, Joe. I was going to say with the sort of a box midfield and then um, obviously Ferg- mm. Ferguson at top. But Ferguson wasn't the most advanced. It was a Dingra, a Mato- especially Matoma. So yeah. that does bode well for all of those sorts of players, Pedro, Fatty, etc. Well, he scored. Well, he scored, didn't he, Ferguson? But then I read some post-match quotes from De Zerbi mm. after, and he didn't sound happy with Ferguson. Yeah. He said he's not been at his best level. He said he had an okay game today, yeah. but generally he's not where he wants him to be. He hasn't progressed no. as much um, as he wanted him to. So if you're a Pedro, that's that's really good. If you because I know quite a few people did yeah. go for Pedro on a wild yeah. card. I ex- I experimented with a draft with him in on a three-four-three draft on um, Friday with him, and I was considering it as mm. well. And so I think if you've gone for that, you just stick with it now um, and then kind of go. For, I mean, the schedule for Brighton, they've got a free midweek now, haven't they, yeah. Joe? So that helps for yeah. Everton at the weekend. Yeah. If, um, if we think Pedro is in his first level, or well, Deserbi has said that, and mm, there's no rotation this week, then you would imagine Pedro is going to start. Yeah. And then it's Ajax. Yeah. Then it's Sheffield United, which is the fixture which we all want our players to play yeah. in. And then it's an international break, isn't it? Yeah. So it's quite a complex schedule for Brighton at the moment. But if you own Joe Pedro, I think you you should be confident of a start this week. Yeah, so. yeah I, mm. I think so. So if, you, if you're going for that price point, then go for that. Um, mm. Others will go for Niketia, but um, uh, our colleague yeah. Praz got him in. Well done, Praz. He um, but yeah. he has also now said, don't get him in. Because that was the time to get him in. Jesus will yeah. be back soon. So he's saying he wouldn't it, recommend anyone get him in now. It was a great move, and um, again, I played around. I, I played around with a little draft on Friday once we got the Jay-Z's news. But in in truth, I wasn't close to getting Anketi. I was I was really sold on Martinelli, and that yeah. was my Arsenal yeah. punt. But it didn't come off. But um, yeah, fair play to Price because that's um, that's a, that's a great move to make. Yeah. It's exactly what a wild card is sometimes yeah. about. It's those it enables you to make those little short term plays, yeah. gain a bit of an advantage over mm-hmm. the field, and it and it. I mean, what a goal that third one was as well by Nketiah. I mean, I love her. Brilliant. I mean, I, I mean, I do actually think that's what FPL is all about in terms of it, it, it's almost specifically that that differential striker. Now, the, I mean, the ones I remember that I've got in even this season, Ferg, I got Ferguson in. And he got his hat trick. So I know exactly how Praz feels. Get this differential yeah. gets a hat trick. Amazing. And a couple Amazing, of seasons yeah. ago, was it two, maybe three seasons ago, uh, Chris Wood um, got a yeah. brace and an assist against Wolves. Oh, I Wolves, think. wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, I can remember that. And yeah. I shot up. I couldn't even believe how much I shot on the rankings because, like, no one had Chris Wood. And Chris Wood did the same again um, a couple of weeks ago. So people who had yeah. Chris Wood then. And that that's. That's why I play FPL for, to get it's those moments, isn't it? You, you don't you don't remember your Salah captain's halls. They're vital for it. They're yeah. bo- vital for good. T- but it's those moments yeah. that you remember. I, and uh, I mean, a couple of years ago, I think I can remember captaining um, De Bruyne. Okay, yeah. that's a well-known player. But it was when he went to Wolves and he scored what yeah. was it four goals or something? Yeah. And it's just those moments where you do something a little bit yeah. different. It's not to the extent of Unketi. I'm not trying to play yeah. it like that, but it's just moments like that which really stand out yeah. for you. Even if you don't have a great season, yeah. it can be. Um, yeah. I mean, it can be good. Yeah, yeah, most of the time they won't pan out, 
but once a mm. season, one of them will. You will get a hat yeah, trick yeah. from or a brace from one of these players. Well, and, that was what I was really hoping for with Martinelli, but I picked the wrong yeah. Arsenal player. Yeah, no. definitely. Um, uh, Joshua has said in the live chat, "Was Matoma playing more of a wing back?" Yes, but scratch the word back there. He was just playing the wing. Yeah, bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, nominally he, he was the wing back, but he didn't go back at all. <laughs> well, I had I had a look at it on Sunday because I, I noticed that obviously as owner Dingra too, and he was on the other side, wasn't he? But in terms of final third touches, I think that um, Matoma actually had more in this game yeah. than he's had in like the previous six or seven. Um, was his starting position a bit deeper than Joe? Was it? Was he receiving the ball, or was he just as advanced as he normally looks? Matoma has as a skill set, and we showed his heat map last week, and he he was a red hot <laughs> on the left yeah. coming into the box. That's what he does. Mm. He, he, that's either going to be result in a pass or a shot. But mm. that's where he, he, he hovers. So, yes, he, and, he um, might appear to be a wing-back, but he's not. And do you think that system was specific to Fulham, who are a bit of a bogey team for you? Do you think he looked at ways in which he might be able to beat know. them? I don't or? know. I don't know. It could, it could mm. be to do with the injuries. So, Welbeck's injured. Mm. March is injured. Um, it could be, you know, say maybe he maybe he wants to play a th- for a little while, three at the back. And mm. so it could be could be to do with the injuries. I don't know. I mean, that's it. It's really mm. hard. And we talk about this every week. Trying to predict him is really hard. But I'd, yeah. look at Team News. We'll have, we'll have a bit of analysis on his press conference. Also, the local paper, the Evening Argus, um, they, they can be found on Twitter. Um, and obviously, you know, just search Google for them. They're called Brighton Evening Argus. And also uh, Andy Naylor at The Athletic. He used to be the Albion reporter at The Argus for like ever. When I Even when I worked there, which was like years ago. And he, um, so basically those guys are pretty embedded in it and they do get uh, good information there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's like, we talked about a bit before on air. The good thing about Brighton is even though we have a very complex manager with very complex team news and rotation at any whims, we do actually have quite a good media around Brighton. So we can actually find out a lot of these things. Unfortunately, some of that is after deadline. Um, which is not good yeah. for us, but at least we do get that information. And he's pretty forthcoming after the match about why he makes decisions and about players. Yes. Yeah. Um, next up, um, uh, not a team in good spirits, um, Manchester United. We're talking about Rashford. We're talking about Manchester United. I still like Fernandez though. Um, uh, 10 shots, uh, four of those on target, but just two inside the box. But he is always, he is always involved. And if they are to get a goal, I would not be surprised. It'd be from him somewhere. He'd be involved somewhere and he's on penalties. So Manchester, I, I don't know, with those fixtures, I think if you own Fernandes with Fulham, Luton and Everton next, that is a, that is a tricky. <laughs> it's easy to sell him when he's got City, but mm. I think if I owned him, I'd keep him. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with keeping him because he more so than Rashford has ticked over a little bit. And when when Fernandez gets an assist, he's probably going to get bonus and you're probably looking at seven, eight points, something like that. United are really concerning at the moment, the performances. They have just played a very, very good City side, though, Yeah, yeah. Um, who I thought were excellent with Grealish back in the team. I thought they were brilliant. Fulham... I'm looking at that fixture though. I'm thinking that don't look easy for United at the moment, going away to Craven Cottage. And Luton, yeah. But then Everton, I'm thinking that ain't going to be easy for them. So it it goes back to the the comment in the section earlier that you don't look at these games. If 
if it's Liverpool going to Fulham or something like that, you'd be like, yeah, great fixture. But it, it doesn't, it feels yeah. like it could be a struggle for United, even this. But Fernandez, like you say, if they're going to score, there's a good chance he's going to be involved in some way. Yeah. So. Was it the Manchester United-Fulham game last season where Fulham were definitely the best side and then they just went nuts and just all got sent off? <laughs> Was that the one where Mitrovic? Was yeah, there? that was at Old Trafford, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, they were, they were yeah. amazing. By far the better yeah. side, Fulham, and then they, yeah. they just went insane. <laughs> yeah, the problem is for Fulham this year is they they've lost Mitrovic and they, yeah. they're struggling to score goals, aren't they? Quite as much. But at Craven Cottage, I think that's the early kickoff on Saturday, isn't it? It's the yeah. first fixture of yeah. the game week, so yeah, they they could make it difficult for United. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you own Fernandez. I think you can sell him, but I think I'd be. I think you can keep him for that fixture as well. Yeah, I think, I think so as well because I mean, a logical move if if people haven't already done it is to move to Arsenal, um, mm. and um, but, but they have Newcastle next, but then they have Burnley at home. So yeah. this is this is probably not the time to get Saka in, but next week could be. So that could be something if anyone's got for now. Maybe, yeah. Although I am a bit concerned about Newcastle at the moment. They just seem to be, I've heard that Botman's going to be out for quite a bit longer. Mm. Tenale's obviously got the immediate ban. They've got Champions League. I don't know, just after that good run of fit, I've just watched Newcastle. I watched them against Wolves at the weekend. It just doesn't seem to be no. quite yeah. right for them defensively. So if you've got Arsenal players... I don't think it's bad to play. I think you can play them easily this yeah. week. But yeah, I don't know. We need to need to monitor that a little bit more, I think. Definitely. But just Newcastle, I'm not kind of looking at them as the same team that they were a few weeks back. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on if Botman is out for a few more weeks. So, um, so yeah, Haaland will be a popular captain this week, Man City. But it's Doku who's on our list here. Um, he mm. has had a couple of shots on target. He had nine shots, six inside the box. Uh, marginally underperforming, uh, but none of those are big chances. But they play Bournemouth next. So um, if you do want to double up on Man City, but um, Grealish is sort of back in favour now, would you say? Is, will Doku get a chance? I mean, it's a great fixture, isn't it, Bournemouth? Yeah, we, we need a leak, don't we, on Saturday, <laughs> yeah. really, because it feels like you've got... Grealish was like brilliant at the weekend. He's back. He's going to play a lot of games on the left wing. So then you, it feels like maybe Doku and Foden are maybe competing for that spot, spot on the right. Foden's obviously mm. playing well as well. He got three big chances at the weekend, yeah. scored the goal. If he plays, I really like Doku as a short-term punt, but longer term, there's going to be there's going to be risk there because yeah. you don't know if he's going to play or not. Yeah. Um, Eze's next. We've spoken about Eze um, on the grass at the moment, but not training with the full team. But he could be back this weekend, could be back the weekend after, could be back soon, basically. Um, but I'll just say his stats here. He's had 11 shots in the last four matches he has played. Um, five of those inside the box. Six in on target. That's great. So that means one of those long ranges was on target as well. as oh, Perhaps all of those in uh, inside the box. Uh, two big chances. And he's only missed one of them. And he has scored a goal in his last four. So it's just a reminder. We do that each week. Reminder, Eze, if he's back, he's a good option. Um, Norgard, we've spoken about uh, at Brentford, uh, 5.5. There are other options, so I don't think people will go there. But it is worth noting that he's had nine shots, seven inside the box in his last four matches. So he is an option. Um, and the last name on the list is Madison, who I got rid of for Saka last week. Uh, I think they scored the same. <laughs> um, so I got away with that yeah, one. Six um, points. And yeah. it, it enabled me to keep Son. I, I listened to everyone who was um, in the live, in, not in the live chat, because it was on our video that we do, uh, a team reveal video. And there was one of the po one poster said, had you, had you because I was going to do uh, Son and Neto to Saka and Matoma. And someone in the live 
in the in the chat was saying had you considered doing madison um to saka and neto to adingra and because it's the same price and and i and i did indeed go go for that i, I followed their oh, advice because okay. it was good because um i was too caught i thought i'd had loads of money um tied up in madison but I had exactly the same amount of profit. Which I forgot the son had gone up so much since I'd owned him. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I, I agree with that. I think son in this setup, yeah. they're both good. But yeah. I think if you have to pick one because of the, the points yeah. weighting in FPL, you want the goal threat, and that's yeah. what son is. Yeah. And I think he's a, he's a potential yeah. captain in game week thirteen as well. But um, Madison left my team with a heavy heart, and these stats prove why. He has already scored. He's had a couple of big chances. Yeah. Um, He's had four shots on target. He started all four of his last four matches, not a sub at all. Um, six shots inside the box out of 11. So um, he's got a lot. <laughs> he's not in my team anymore. I'm a bit nervous, uh, but I have got Son. <laughs> so um, there we go. Yeah, um, yeah. Not terrible fixtures, but not great either. No. So whether, so you probably don't need the attacking double up for, for this period, no. I'd say. Now, yeah. Chelsea are coming up next, then they've got Wolves and Aston Villa, then Man City, so that block of four. And actually, it goes on. Then they've got West Ham and Newcastle. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they range from difficult to I can't quite predict. And even though Tottenham are top at the moment, I'd be very surprised if after that little fixture run, they're still top of the league. But um, you never yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they dug in on Friday. I mean, Palace made it really difficult in mm. the first half and... Um, Spurs were really struggling, but that's the sign of a good team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That you come out the other side and you get the victory and you hold on. And Van de Ven looks like a great defender for them. I hadn't watched quite as much as him as I had recently, but he's just come in and he's got he's so yeah. quick and strong. Um, so, yeah, I think these are going to be great matches. I love watching Tottenham at the moment and um, they've got some big games coming up. One, one of the benefits of playing the Sky game is because you start to look at things like a successful passing stats because you get bonus in that game for it. And Romero and Van der Ven, I mean, Romero in particular, but they're not not getting booked. They're passing out. They're starting to play. Them and the goalkeeper. It's just, it's 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 a great, it's a great setup. So they've really improved. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable what Ange has done with Romero Mm. because he looked like a liability all last season, didn't he? Diving into tackles, getting like yellow cards and, um, now he just seems like this kind of composed figure at the back. He's always had the ability, but it's just been controlling that um, temperament and the, the aggression that he shows because you want that aggression, but you don't want too much of it. No. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, it's just been what a turnaround for Spurs yeah. in the first yeah. 10 game weeks. Incredible. Um, and yeah, Romero got bonus again, I believe, uh, in FPL. He certainly didn't he did, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. A table, game week 11. Uh, once again, this is the last four matches. This is you have to have created at least seven chances um, and have a maximum of one assist. So once you've got more than one assist, you're off the table in a good way. Um, if you fail to get to the expected um, assist delta stats here, which are sort of which basically about, about underperforming, um, then you're you're off the table as well in a bad way. But McNeil's top uh, won't get uh, talk about him too much. Um, he has created 12 chances though for Everton's last four matches, nine successful crosses. So an option of 5.4. Ward Prowse, we've spoken about, set to probably play deeper with their midfield issues um, this coming weekend. Uh, 6.2 million. Um, if you can afford to go up a bit to Matoma or indeed Mbomo, I'd possibly advise that. Um, 19 corners, 14 chances created, 12 successful crosses. Good stats though. So if you do get rid of him, he could get notch up a couple of assists in a game quite easily. 
Um, yeah. Eze is next. We've spoken about him as well. He is still due an assist um, as well as a goal. Um, it was when he returns, just to say his stats again, seven successful crosses, nine chances created, 12 corners, and he has scored and he has assisted last four. He, yeah, when he comes back, he's going to take a lot of managers by surprise because Palace's fixtures are really good this next run and he's really good. Yeah. Um, Kulisevsky's next. We've spoken about him. Just read out his stats. Seven chances created, six corners, um, three successful crosses. He's also, he's going to be an also round behind Madison, I think, for a second Spurs. But those fixtures yeah. probably aren't conducive to double Spurs um, attack. Um, next up is Phil Foden. I keep, I, I, I've got a sort of Phil Foden blink. I just can't, I can't get him into my team. I, I, Every time I do, he gets dropped for some, something ridiculous, like, I don't know, going to a party or something, or <laughs> I don't know, or I don't know even, like not kicking the ball in the right way on a certain occasion or something. But he just seems so precarious to own. But he has created eight chances. He has taken seven corners. He has scored and he has had three successful crosses the last four. And he plays Bournemouth next. <laughs> so a good option still. It's probably just me being biased. I think sometimes in FPL, it depends what experiences you've had with players and that tends to affect you mentally a little bit, doesn't it? I've actually had good experience with Foden, so I don't have, but there's loads of other players which I've had bad experiences with who I won't touch. Um, But Foden, I mean, he started every game since game week three now. Yeah. So um, he's on a long first team run. That's because I haven't had it going my team. That's why he's at starting. <laughs> that, that normally means he's going to be dropped soon. But um, And I do wonder that if this weekend maybe he goes with Doku and Grealish. Mm. So I think if you're looking at him, um, ideally you'd get a leap. Look at what the Man City predictors, look at what Neil's saying and his team news at the, on, on Friday. Um, and then go from there. The problem is for City, and yes, it's City and they can beat everybody, but they've got, most people have probably got Haaland. So then do you want Foden for Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham and Villa, which is the run after Bournemouth? Yeah. but then if you if you've just played a wild card or something, or if you've got a good squad and you can maybe bring Foden in if he does play and then move him to maybe like another Arsenal midfielder that after, at the week after, that might not be a bad after um, a bad idea. It just depends on your squad what you can designate transfers to and that kind of thing. But um, when he plays, he's obviously a good option. Definitely. Um, just move on to um, a few of the other names um, in the live chat. FPL Spartans has pointed out Romero um, is uh, more than 140 passes, successful passes. Um, I hope you have him in Sky Joe. Yes, I do. Um, so that, that the, I mean, I, that's huge. <laughs> that's, that's Lewis. That's almost Lewis Dunk levels of huge. Um, wasn't it Rodri last year who yeah. broke the record in a match or something I can remember yeah. you saying that yeah. was that 200 plus wasn't it yeah or that something? was ridiculous or... yeah Rod- Rodri yeah. is another gem in the, in the Sky game mm. for that because he's, he's got a bit of everything but yeah if you're, if you're racking up more than 100 pass, successful passes in a game you know that defence is pretty good <laughs> they're yeah, pretty good yeah. at passing out from the back um, okay a few more names here. a lot we mentioned already Gibbs White there I'll just read out his stats we have mentioned him 10 chances created 12 corners 7 successful crosses quite good stats um and nottingham forest fixtures are quite good over the next few um featuring uh brighton's uh, poorest defense fulham uh wolves uh, everton uh, uh west ham and aston villa aston villa's a tough one obviously um but yeah not bad salah we've mentioned he's on the assist evidence so he keeps scoring but he's still due an assist um eight chances created uh no assists 
Um, he has had five goals, though. Um, so we'll forgive him. No successful crosses. So he's just not crossing at all. He's becoming more selfish, Salah. Um, uh, and also some of his goals are a bit unusual. I don't know how the expected stats and things pick up things like that, like Matt Turner, like giving him the ball and that type of thing. But um, yeah, oh, well. Um, and a couple more names to mention. Uh, Doty at Luton. We've mentioned that Luton are, are really bad fixtures. But nevertheless, Doty. Good stats. Last four he's played. Um, 14 corners, 11 chances created, 11 successful crosses. Very good stats there. 4.4. So could be a differential if it wasn't for the awful fixtures. Uh, William of Fulham. Now, William could be getting us some returns by next week. He faces Manchester... Yeah, it is is Manchester United Mm. next. He's had created eight chances, taken eight corners. He has scored. He's had four successful crosses marginally underperforming and William keeps trucking along. I mean, I think he's been, you know, we've been talking about William for, I don't know, feels like decades. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good player still playing at a high level. You just worry with Fulham that oh. all of these created chances, who's going to put them away because Mitrovic yeah. is obviously left. So they're, they're rotating between yeah. Raul Jimenez and Carlos Vinicius now, and neither fill me with that much confidence. No. So, yeah, I don't. I think again, you know, I like Villiano as a player, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy him now. Um, uh, thanks again to FPL Spartans in the live chat. He's reminded about Lewis Dunk's amazing passing ability. He, of course, got maximum passing bonus in the Sky game. This won't mean much to people play in FPL, but basically, it meant that he had seventy successful passes in twenty-three minutes. So after the first twenty-three minutes, Jesus. he racked up what most mere mortal defenders can only dream of for the entire match. And that was just like <laughs> Lewis Dunk just breezing past those uh, stats. So, you know, it's still a good option. Still a good option, I think. Um, yeah. Let's move on to best differential. So this will be some of the names that we've already spoken about. Um, but I haven't put a, um, but I put a, um, a, a filter on it for basically 6%. So I did it at sort of 5%, yeah. but I have included a couple of, I think, uh, Wilson's on here at 52 and uh, Sabozlai at 5.6. It would see, be silly to just arbitrarily cut off at 5% ownership well, when you've got 5.6, but like, they're probably going the, up. I do sometimes in the differential column. If I generally try and stick to five, but yeah. there are certain instances where you think this player needs to be in there anyway, and we will go slightly over. Callum Wilson was in the differentials last week, yeah. but he's sent, I think he was about 4.8 then, so he's gone up after yeah. that brace. Yeah. And he's still so he's still really highly still a good option. Still around mm. 95% of the game don't own him. Yeah. Isaac is out for the next two games. Mm-hmm. So Wilson will play. And so that yeah. is against um, Arsenal and Bournemouth. Bournemouth in particular is going to be good, yeah. his old team. Um, he's had seven. Yeah, he's, he's scored seven goals this season. He's only started four games, so he's going to start the next two. Um, and um, and his minutes per expected goal involvement, non penalty, every one hundred and one minutes. So pretty much every game. So he's expected a goal involvement every game. Pretty good. They've got. I mean, the only thing with Wilson is that they've got Carabao this week, and they've got mm. Dortmund. I think in the yeah. middle of those next two games. Can Wilson play ah, all of those three games? I don't so, know. I mean, Maybe he can. I mean, I don't know who else they would have. Would they play perhaps Gordon? I think they would play, I think they would play Gordon up front in that okay. in that Bournemouth game if they need it. If, if, Wilson, had, if Wilson had played against yeah. 
Arsenal, which he will, yeah. and against Dortmund, because that having lost yeah. the last game to Dortmund, that's extra significance on that now. Then it's Bournemouth. Do they then say, or do they push him to the limit knowing that Isak is back? They might do that. Yeah. But if they were going to say, this is Bournemouth, yeah. we'll take you out against your former club, we won't play you, it'd probably be Gordon, wouldn't it? I would have thought. Yeah. Right. So that's the moment where those watching this back uh, who own Gordon are just suddenly like pressing pause and then rewind. Did they really say? So basically, <laughs> yes, if you own Gordon, he could mm, very well be maybe. the number nine mm. against Bournemouth's absolutely woeful defence. So, um, yeah, maybe, mm. maybe. Certainly, uh, you might want to keep him. Um, mm. So, yeah, Wilson, uh, a, a good option, I think. And I'm not going to cut him off because 5.2% uh, is a really good differential. Um, I've sorted this by minutes per expected goal involvement. There is one player better than Wilson. So Wilson is second in this list in terms of minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty. So it's not including penalties. And that's Fatty at Brighton. No starts all season. He has started in... Uh, Europe, but not here. He comes on, but he has nevertheless scored two goals. We spoke about him last week. He makes the most of his sub appearances. He's created two chances and he scored two goals and he's got 16 points from no starts. So if we deserve is to believe and fatty is in the best Brighton 11 and they don't have rotation issues this week because they're out of the Carabao cup. I would, I would, I'm going to, I'm going to, by the end of the week, unless I hear differently, predict that fatty starts. And mm, I think yeah. he's, um, according to this, he's the best ultra differential. Um, so, yeah, six point five million could be could be good. People are going to go for Matoma, aren't they? But Mavericks yeah. might go fatty. It was like a bit of a lottery in that Brighton team, nailing who actually not yeah. only starts but who gets the points. If you've got yeah. a front four at the weekend of Pedro, Fatty, Matoma, and Adingra. Got no idea who's going to come out of that one with the most points. It's no. not like where you've got a real talisman. It's just split between multiple yeah. players, isn't it? And that's why, that's why maybe I thought that I'd go for the cheapest in Adingra because it's quite hard to predict. Yeah. Um, but Matoma, when I watch Brian, you might think yeah. differently. No, no, I, other, no, but he's the one. He's the one that I think is going to make something happen. So if you own him, I think yeah. he's still Matoma's good. going to get the minutes. He's going to stay on longer. Mm. He is going to. Uh, he always looks great. Adingra, I think, looks great as well. Mm. But I don't know if he'll... He's going to share some minutes with Buonanotte. Who, mm. But Buonanotte was due to go out on loan in the summer. So clearly he's not in favour. And so I do think that uh, Adingra... I think people are safe with Adingra. I think he's going to... So Adingra might not start, for example. Buonanotte might. But then you'll start to see Adingra coming on for like significant minutes, like second half or something like that. Has Buonotti been getting a bit of a hard time from the fans recently? Not particularly. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. All right. No, I don't no. know. I don't it's, know where it's I saw like, that. It, yeah. It's like with Undav as well. Fans loved him. He was great. Right, Scoring. Okay. Always looked good. Always looked committed. Um, and then he was out. He's been out on loan. And we could. Well, I don't know if we could do with him. We've got loads of strikers, but um, mm. um, it would be nice to have him still in the squad and scoring goals for Brighton. But yeah. You know, um, but no, no, they don't. I mean, Brighton fans are quite. Good with their, t- I mean, we're like in the, good in the Premier League in Europe. We used to, you know, we were, you know, used to play Hereford and <laughs> teams like that. So, 
yeah, yeah. no yeah you're just gonna enjoy the ride and yeah. um yeah i mean it's nice to have the volume of watches i don't know what it was i read maybe i read that he was struggling when he was coming in off limited game time yeah. and or something like that I can't, i'm sure i read something about it but yeah obviously not the fans who are yeah. getting on his back so. I, was, I was reading something today actually just as an aside on their goalkeepers um the deserbies had a quote suggesting that um the goalkeeper rotation is now over that he ah. feels that um verbruggen doesn't quite isn't quite there with Brighton's style of play but Jason mm. Steele is the goalkeeper that is there with that and that is so that's a strong hint that um that uh, Steele is is the number one and Verbruggen he's cheaper as well isn't he he's yeah. 4.3 is he I think but the problem is is that Brighton concede a lot of goals if they yeah. could tighten up a bit it'd be great wouldn't no. it no that's why mm. Stupinan is the one I'd go for I've got Lampty on my bench as well um, yeah, because because I'm not anticipating a clean sheet. <laughs> I just want attacking returns. No, you want yeah, uh, but you can get the odd assist from Steele. He's very good at that. Yeah, um, you can. Yeah. Right. Next up, your team, Aston Villa. Bailey. We briefly mentioned him. Uh, he came on um, as you said the weekend. He's been very effective in Europe. Been very effective whenever he comes on. Uh, two yeah, assists yeah. from his two starts and three goals. See, that's really good. Three goals and two assists. Just two starts all season. Um, his minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty is 114 minutes so just behind Wilson um, yeah 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 he's he's good isn't he 5.5 Bailey he's tempting isn't he well he's it's funny with Bailey he got a run in the first team last year and he wasn't consistent he's been dropped to the bench and now he's playing consistently when he comes on he's yeah. every week he's making an impact but we just don't know if he'll start Zaniolo's there when we put cash, which mm. I don't think will happen very much, but if cash were to move into that right wing role, mm. um, then he would probably, Bailey wouldn't have a chance either. And no. I don't think either. No. So yeah, I don't think you can go for him in FPL, but it is really good to see if he were, to, if Zaniolo were to get a, mm. if the ban were to come to fruition or if he were to get an unfortunate injury or something like that, then Bailey, you might be able to talk about him a bit, a bit more, but mm. in the current setup, it's too risky. No. Um, next time, Chris Wood, he's, Injured, we don't know the extent of that, so he could be back this weekend, might not be, but currently Mm. he's flagged. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, I spoke about him before, it's a good differential. Um, He's certainly done me proud, um, and he's also done those who got him in maybe a couple of weeks ago. I think it was like sort of the week before a wild card. So people did did go for Chris Wood there. Um, 28 points, just two starts, but three goals, um, and a minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty every engine, 36 minutes uh only 0.9 percent owned i should uh mention some of the ownership of the others i mentioned there fatty 0.8 percent owned massive differential wilson 5.2 percent and bailey just 1.1 percent owned there um next name up calvert learn we have spoken about him and about everton's form 1.1 percent owned again minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty over 142 minutes five starts so he's getting the starts now and he scored three goals and you've spoken about you know he's he's actually good he's a good option now uh, I feel safe with Calvert-Lewin. Uh, yeah, play. and I think the fixtures are, I mean, I think they're all right. They play Brighton at home, then Palace yeah. away, Man United at home, Forest away. Yeah. So they're not, they don't jump out as being great fixtures, but I actually think the home games against Brighton at Man United, you'd expect yeah. Everton to score in those, I think. So, and Calvert-Lewin's good, you know, he's fought, what, 5.8 million yeah. on penalties. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Jota is next. Um, rotation is going to be a problem, but that's slightly eased, but through very unfortunate circumstances. Um, he was not due to start uh, the last match. He almost, he pretty much said that it was going to be uh, Darwin Nunes, Diaz and Salah. But Diaz, of course, obviously, for those that don't know, his parents were kidnapped. His mum was released. I don't know what's happened with his dad. His dad is still been kidnapped yeah um, well um yeah so, i think they were calling the military and weren't they yeah, to, so, to help uh, them with their efforts to find him so uh. he's obviously in no fit state to play and so that will continue until um you know he hopefully is reunited with both his parents um but so in the meantime jota will play so i mean it seems unfortunate to say you know you know to get a player because he'll play for this reason but yeah it's like when other players get injured and things but it's an unfortunate circumstance so I think Jota will be um should play um the next couple at least um 7.7 million uh 1.4% owned um and five starts he's had and he's had scored three goals and he's on 32 FPL points since so I think I think he's a pretty good good option if we if it you know if we think he's going to start which I think he should I think he probably will because Gakpo came on at the weekend, but I think he's probably going to replace Darwin in those yeah. games. Yeah. So I think that left spot, you could play Darwin on the left, but I don't see why you would. He's playing so through well, so th- yeah. so well through the middle. So you'd think Jota plays yeah. left, yeah. and yeah, he's a it's a good option. A few people punted on him on the for the Merseyside derby yeah. just before they wildcarded, yeah. and it didn't quite come to it didn't quite come off that move. But I think yeah, away at Luton, yeah. you've got Salah and Jota in there. That's, I think you're going to come yeah. up pretty well from that. I think he's a good so. differential there. Um, mm. I'll do a, I'll do like I do with the goals imminent and assist imminent table. I'll do a thing next week just to just to run through this. You know how well how well these tips came came off. So well done, anyone who if they do hopefully score or get assists. Um, Eze, we've spoken about at length here, um, and uh, just to put him on there, just to remind, I put him on here because I forgot that everyone had got rid of him, and because in my head Eze was still like twenty percent owned. And I thought people had just forgotten him and left him in the seat, but he's only 3.2% owned. So when he mm. comes back, yeah, ultra differential, and then people are going to start to get him in because according to these stats, um, with a goal um, uh, and an assist across his seven starts um, and 18 chances created, 18 chances created last um, this season in the matches he's played. And he's been injured for a lot of that. Um, yeah, I think people go for him. Um, next name Palmer at Chelsea um, uh, 5 million on penalties being confirmed now um, he's uh, scored two goals across four starts 29 FPL points minutes per expected goal involvement non-penalty every 169 minutes so not too shabby on the, on those stats considering you know his main threat is now penalties um, his ownership is only 4% owned and his 12 chances created um, my thoughts with Palmer is that in game week um uh 15 or 16 16 yeah 16 they play everton but they play manchester united in game week 15 and yeah. the current form manchester united yeah. a worse side than everton so um around that time i'm thinking of get, getting him in for a dingra and that's another reason i got a dingra in because um a dingra um He's got really great fixtures way up until game week 16. So I haven't got to rush that move. And then after that, for Christmas, I'll get Palmer in. And um, for over that December period and, and move a dingle yeah. on. 
he was unlucky at the weekend, Palmer, wasn't he, against yeah. Brentford? He was pretty electric in that first yeah. half. Yeah. Fixtures really tough. Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle, Brighton and Man United. Mm. But if you own him, you'll probably be happy to park him on the bench for some of that because he's five million. Yeah. Um, you've got Christopher Nkunku coming back as well. Yes. But they're not going to... But they're not going to rush him back, are they? I wouldn't have thought. And even so, I, I think Cole Palmer, Cole Palmer can't be dropped at the moment. Yeah. He's playing that well for them. So, yeah. decent option. You, yeah, you probably won't want to play him in all of those matches, but you don't have to at that price. So. No, I mean, Tottenham, Manchester City, Newcastle next three, and then Brighton, and then, well, and then Brighton. And then, so that's that's tough. But from attacking point of view, the Brighton match is pretty good. So it's the next three yeah. are just awful mm. fixtures. I just and, wouldn't get him in for that. Yeah, you know, I probably wouldn't get him in. I think I wouldn't mind playing him against Tottenham, I don't think. Yeah. But um, just because just because Fulham had chances, didn't they, yeah, uh, yeah. when they played them last um, Monday or whenever it was. So, yeah, not terrible option. Okay, um, before we move on to the last uh, two or three names, uh, who, who we've mentioned some of them in detail anyway, um, do remember to put some questions in the live chat. We'll just do a quick uh, live chat Q&A at the end uh, there. So do put some questions in the live chat. I've already seen one question in there from Brian, which I've just answered <laughs> inadvertently. It was about a Dingra or Palmer for a cheap enabler. Dingra, mm-hmm. then Palmer, because that's the way yeah. if you play the fixtures. If you don't play the fixtures, just get Palmer in. But fixture-wise, mm-hmm. a Dingra then Palmer but keep that price point um so I've already answered that earlier um uh okay so next name here speaking of Br- Br- Brighton again is um Pascal Gross who um keeps getting returns he's one of those players a bit like Sabozlai who is next on the list uh Gross is only 1.5 percent owned everyone's looking at Matoma Dingra uh Pedro Fatty but Gross is there racking up the assists racking up the goals two goals this season and an assist uh, 36 FPL points. He was the top scoring Brighton midfielder last season, uh, remember? Mm. And this is how he does it. He just gets involved. Um, he's had eight starts, so and he hasn't only hasn't started because of injury. He doesn't get rotated. He's created 19 chances. Um, so uh, an option. I'm starting to see him in some teams um, in mini mm. leagues. Yeah, I feared the worst when I saw the lineup at the weekend because I thought, ooh, has he gone to right back again? Mm. Just because I didn't know they were going to be playing a back three, but it, it worked out that he was in midfield anyway, wasn't he? He yeah. got the assist, he got bonus, which he yeah. tends to get when he gets an attacking return. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, add it to the list. There's a lot of good options yeah. at Brighton, isn't there? But yeah. minutes is like a bit like Shabozlai. Minutes are his appeal, aren't they? Yeah. So. Um, and Sabozlai, I'll, I'll read out his stats. Um, we've spoken about him at, at length. Great, great option to get in. 7 million, uh, 44 FPL points. That's really good. Um, same as Callum Wilson. Um, he has scored. Um, he has got four assists. These are good stats. And he started 10. Um, and he's played pretty much all of those as well. Doesn't get subbed off. Uh, only 5.6% owned. So that's creeping up. Uh, it's probably a bit more than that now. Um, and he's created 25 chances. And he is the created more chances than any other player on this list of ultra differentials. And lastly is a Dingra who we have also spoken about there. Um, and he, although his minutes per expected goal involvement, non-penalty stats are, are quite poor, uh, 368 minutes. So um, he, uh, he's only had, he's had five starts, but he has scored twice. He has scored, he has gone assist. So for a 5 million player who, because March is out, he probably is, is the number one to be on the right there two goals and an assist from five starts for five million at 0.8% owned is really good that's that's a player to get in especially with fixtures that Brighton's Everton Sheffield United 
Nottingham Forest, Chelsea, Brentford, Burnley. They are top of the fixture ticker. So, um, but we have spoken about him. Um, hey, let's see if there's any questions. And do put some questions in now. And um, we've got a bit of time. So um, let's have a look. Um, so a lot of them are sort of, uh, yeah, yeah. Brian's question about Dingra, we've already answered there. Um, uh, Michael Scott, uh, would you start Niketia away to Newcastle or Palmer away to Spurs? Oh, that's a good question. So Niketia will be in a few teams. Palmer will be in a few teams. Both good options. Both could score. Both got tough games. <laughs> Which of those two would you play? It's tough, that one. Hmm. Because I don't think that new, I think Newcastle. It's probably a good time to play them. Mm. And, I th- and I just said a minute ago that I think that Spurs can look sometimes pretty open on the counter in home games. I think I'd slightly edge towards Palmer, yeah. Because you got because you got penalties, and that yeah. normally tips it swings yeah. the balance in that player's favour for me. If you're not sure about it. Yeah. I normally go with the guy with that route to yeah. points as well. Yeah, it's exactly how I think. If, if someone's got a choice in a defender and attacker, always favour the attacker. If if it's two players who both got tough games, but one has penalties, mm. always favour the penalty taker. So yeah. But I'm just I'm just imagining my, me having Niketia in my team and seeing him as first sub, and that fills yes. me with horror. <laughs> well, after yeah, I mean after watching what he did at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I can understand that. It's quite a difficult decision to make, that yeah. one. But yeah, I probably would favour Palmer in this one. Um, uh, ah, yeah, Jack Flash Poet. Good question here. Best Botman replacement. Um, yeah, many people, including myself, we'll talk about this on our team reveal video this week um, because it's a transfer I'm going to make in terms of a, a cheap defender. But yeah, best Botman replacement. Who is your... Best one or two names that you would replace um, with that price? I'd, e- I'd either go Simicass or I'd go for a Palace defender, probably Gahey, yeah. um, because he's cheaper. Anderson is obviously, if you got on him early, then that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't pay that additional 0.5 or whatever it is now. No, no. I mean, I, 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 I've got Anderson in my team, but I, I didn't pay 5 million for him. So no, it's, one of, it's, yeah, like, it's like with Son's price. I didn't even know he'd gone up that much. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's because he's... Um, at the time he was the top scoring defender or one of the top scoring defenders so people are looking at that and his price and just sort of getting him in quite quite right and, yeah anderson's been ticking along for a while yeah. he's still the top he's pretty i think he's a top scoring defender now isn't yeah. he yeah, yeah. He's not, so. yeah. um so um yeah i would go for that price yeah i completely agree with you i think um Simicass is is top because he's nailed on robertson's going to be out um, so he will get those league games and he will get a clean sheet. I don't think he's going to get too much more. He might get your bonus, maybe an assist, but it's mainly those clean sheets. Him. Yeah, sorry, sorry, just to clarify that. Anderson is the second top scoring defender behind Trippier. There we go. five points out. Yeah, so. okay. Yeah, that's why I thought hesitate because I, I thought is he can't mm. be still be there because Trippier just racking up like, point, well, apart from yeah, this weekend, yeah. he's racking up a lot of points. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah, Simakas there and a Palace defender. I completely agree. With, I'm complete agreement there. Um, I, would, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't be looking at anywhere else apart from those two. Zafid, no. um, he said he's terrified of Haaland this week. So he's free-hitted to get him in. Okay, well, that is terrified. Um, Non-Haaland has got... <laughs> Got me from 1.8 million to 180k. Has non Haaland though? Was that because you perhaps wildcarded Daffid and got lots of other players in anyway? Because I've certainly gone up quite a lot in the rankings by keeping Haaland. So, I, and I see this a lot on Twitter. People saying, 
I, you know, uh, the Haaland lists have really succeeded, but you can get a really good team with Salah and Haaland. That's not, not a problem. But I'd argue by free, using the free hit this week, no, it's not, that probably wasn't part of the plan when you no. decided to go without exactly. Haaland. That's so it. you have to stick, yeah. I think you need to, I said it to somebody last week that they said, oh, should we, you, should, let's let's take some hits and get him back in for Man United. Yeah. But I think if, you st- if you've said you're going to do it, I don't think you should free hit this week. Yeah. I think you should see that through now because after they play Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham yeah. and Villa and then you get back on him because now you haven't got a free hit and that could be really... Yeah. So, yes, it's worked so far, but now you haven't got Haaland. You're having to free hit. I'm not, very, I don't think I would have done it's that. very, yeah. very sort of, sort of selective reasoning for getting rid of Haaland is mm. been thinking that, that, that going Haaland has done well because you've also got Watkins, because you've also got Son. But people who've got Holland have also got Watkins and also got Son and and those sorts of players and also as you said is the people because it's optimal uh, to get rid of it was so called optimal a couple of weeks ago to get rid of Holland it's probably less optimal now because he's playing Bournemouth mm. but also then the people that did that know exactly this is what you you were suggesting Tom people who did that know exactly what they were buying into they were buying into that plan they were saying. I'm going to get rid of Haaland game week, whatever, eight. And I'm not going to get him back until, say, game week, I don't know, 16 or whatever. And that's what they're buying into. And they've got a plan around that. And and by Haaland getting getting absolute haul against Manchester United, this doesn't change. You've still got Bournemouth next. So you should still yeah. have the same plan. So, yeah, I do agree. I, mean, I think so. If, if, I hope he hasn't pressed the free hit button or his plan. But if he has, well, then... That, there we go. You know, it's a free hit. So stock up on City. <laughs> yeah, you could you could still make it work because you target those that City game and that Liverpool game and you maybe go for a player like Jota as well as Salah and you look to try and nail that Man City mm-hmm. winger. But I'm just thinking that, yeah, if, you, if you've kind of, if you said no Haaland, it was obviously a plan for six, seven, eight game weeks. Yeah. And I think I'd just stick with it now. Yeah. So. Um, Daffod is just pointing out that he hasn't actually used his wildcard yet. Um, he's wildcarding in a game week 15 or 16 or so. So yeah, my comment about those that are saying they did well being Haaland-less, that's off probably because they got lots of other players in, but people who wildcarded with Haaland and Salah also got lots of good players in. But so that wasn't directed to specifically at Daffod because he hasn't wildcarded yet. Um, so yes, uh, but the main thing yeah. is he's done really well. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and I guess players like Dar. I guess if you did wild card out, oh sorry, if you did take out Harland yeah. on a wild card, you've probably had Darwin and Watkins, and yeah. both of those players have been doing very yeah. well. This was always the concerning fixture when you did that. Yeah. You know, this Bournemouth game was. Yeah, yeah. They've got a week's rest. City mm. could he could easily score at trick at the weekend. Mm. But I just think you've just got to kind of stick your armband on Salah. And hope that he can yeah. do a bit of damage on Sunday. Definitely. It was and, a very good fixture. Yeah, and also just a bit of kudos to Daffod there. Um, getting rid of Haaland with a wild card still to play is very different to getting rid of Haaland on a wild card because you can wild card out of that decision, which he can do, whereas it's a bit more difficult to get Haaland in unless you got. Yeah, it probably take. Yeah. yeah. Three transfers, probably. Maybe two, if you're dependent on who you're selling. Um, N asks, who do we prefer out of Calvert-Lewin and Ferguson for game weeks 11 to 14? Um, Calvert-Lewin, yeah. I I would say that, but because of Deserby's comments recently about Ferguson, I think Mm -hmm. Ferguson is the better striker now. And he plays for a more attacking side. But yeah, I agree mm. with you. If you're looking for just... It's just the, minute, it's the minutes risk, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Calvert-Lewin is the, the main man. 
and Ferguson mm. is one of the main men, <laughs> many of yeah. them um, there. Um, okay, um, Omar, bench one of Saka, Gordon or Dingra. Okay, um, now Dingra plays Everton away. <laughs> um, Gordon has Arsenal and obviously Saka has Newcastle. That's That's quite tough, actually. Yeah, that's really tough. Um, my first instinct was a Dingra. Mm. Um, but Gordon now and maybe yeah. I'll, I'll definitely I definitely wouldn't bench Shaka. No. Um that I would rule that out straight away. I would get him in your starting yeah. eleven. And then I think it's either Gordon or or a Dingra. I think Gordon has got obviously the tough much tougher match there. Yeah. But it's at home. Yeah. He's becoming very important in that team. And a Dingra, and I think his minutes are more secure as well, Gordon, because yeah. I think a Dingra could, you know, I, I think we're going to see some early subs. I think he is first choice, like you say, Joe, yeah. but I think that he's not working. A 60th minute sub wouldn't surprise me in some right. games. So I think I'd be tempted to play the two from that match, but it is really close. Yeah, um, I mean, I... I mean, I'm a Brighton fan, so I'm biased. So I played Dingo. Yeah, but, but, so but, you would bet you you would bench Gordon. I would you? bench Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it is close. Uh, it is close, though. I, I just think Gordon has a tougher match. That's what it's yeah. down to. Not even looking at yeah, price I or think. Anything. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. I'm not. I wouldn't definitely bench a Dingo. Right? That's just no. the way I'm swaying now. Yeah, but. yeah, it's, it's a tough one, but it's between those two. Yeah, Saka. I'm not. You don't bench Saka. Um, no. Um, JWP to Matoma or Mbomo. Um, I think logically Matoma then Mbomo because uh, they're similar price and Matoma has better fixtures. But as we talked about earlier, Mbomo is actually quite good in the tougher games because they play Brentford play a three five two and he's more up front. So was the question? Sorry, was it just a Matoma or Mbomo? Yeah, he's, he's going to move Warprouse out for one of those two. And he's deciding on which one. I would be tempted to just get Mbomo because I think if you don't get Mbomo now, you're going to want to get him in for that Luton fixture in game yeah. week 14. So if you move him to somebody else, I just think you're creating transfers but, further down the line. Wouldn't you no. want Matoma for that game week 12 fixture against Sheffield United? I would like him for that, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, providing he plays, which yeah. I, he should do, shouldn't should he? Do. Even though after yeah. Ajax, but yeah. then I mean, I international think, break. Yeah. Oh, it's quite, yeah, I guess it depends on the rest of your team. If you think you can focus transfers into that spot yeah. and not have to take hits, do yeah. it. I'm just thinking of the bigger picture that do you want to be bringing in somebody in and then bringing yeah, yeah. a over? It depends who else. If you've got another midfielder each can sell around 14, then do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think yeah, long-term BOMO, but... For me, once again, Brian Bias, but um, but for me, wow, um, I think I, I like that the same rationale. I've got a Dingra and then Cole Palmer. It's just a fixtures play. I think Matoma is better yeah. fixture. So Matoma then Mbomo. But yeah, if you if you've got other things to do with transfers, just get Mbomo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lewis asks, would you get rid of Julian Alvarez for and Bowen for Watkins and Chan at um, uh, not this week? Not this week. No, no. not this week. I, I, no, I wouldn't get rid of Alvarez against Bournemouth. I think that's no asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't get and rid even, of Bowen. And even, well, even Bowen. I mean, it's not a great fixture at Brentford, but I think you're fine to play him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so then, I, they play, I don't not, then they've got Nottingham Forest at home afterwards. So, mm. um, yeah, although Nottingham Forest are better on the road than last season. Now, I just would not do that move. I think you'll move not this week. No, two good I players. Think Al- Alvarez players. is. Yeah, Alvarez looks like uh, he'll be a great option this weekend. Uh, 
Um, Ahmed, would you sell Bowen for a Brighton asset? asset? He's thinking of Matoma. So Bowen for Matoma. Um, well, I, I just think West Ham have been really poor in their oh. past three games in all competitions. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. I think that you sell when you're selling players like Bowen. It's always a bit of risk with the fixtures coming up, but it just depends if you want to attack these Brighton games. Um, I don't think you have to do it this week. So, like we said earlier, I don't think Everton is an easy game. Maybe you want to kind of just play Bowen this week and then look at it in game week 12, potentially yeah. making the move when we might get that Sheffield United fixture is massive for Brighton. And having, it will give you more information because you get to watch the Ajax game yeah. and then make a decision after that. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I sympathise with, with Ahmed here. I do have Bowen. I've only had him a couple of weeks and he's already got me a return in one of those weeks, blanked in one of them. So that's just not long mm. enough for me to get rid of him. No, yeah, um, that's fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, as the weeks go on, because Brian's fixtures are still good, and they're playing, say, for example, Sheffield United in game week 12, then game week 12, I might be thinking, oh, maybe. That mm. could be tempting, actually. But yeah. I'm not going to do it this week. Um, yeah. Uh, best forward at six million and under. Um, oh. I'm following uh, yeah, Calvert Lewin or or Pedro. But if you get Pedro, you, mm, you're buying yeah. into rotation. You might not start, but you might still get your returns. Um, uh, I've just got, I've got time for a couple more. Um, trying to find ones with question marks. Um, yeah, Omar is basically saying about Pedro for Morris is what he's thinking. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think yeah. I mean as long as you know what you're buying into. Lots of questions about Matoma and Bomo. Um, you know, it's got that's. I mean, I think we both agree they're both great players. <laughs> so you can't. I don't think you can go wrong. But I would do Matoma personally. Yeah. Bomo and Tom is more just go get him Bomo because you want him in soon anyway. Um, Rixia play Trippier or play Taylor. <laughs> New. Is that Charlie Taylor who scored his first goal in eight years? <laughs> yeah, trip. Trippier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trippier. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, best Neto. He'll probably, he'll, probably, he'll probably concede. I think they both probably concede, though. Because yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't trust Burnley to keep a clean sheet against no. anybody. No. Um, even though Palace aren't great going forward, they should score. And then you're so attacking returns, you'd back Trippier over Charlie Taylor any day okay. of the week for, for an assist. So. And. Uh, best Neto replacement. Um. I would. Uh, okay. Yeah. I There's quite go, a few. There's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. It depends on your budget. What you go for? I would say a Dingra or Palmer. If you want to go down a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, yeah. Gordon. Gordon. Maybe. Or Huang. The only concern yeah. there with him. Yeah. Just, is that Neto Neto's going to be out, and that's the yeah. main source of the creativity yeah. in that too. Yeah, I so. would not go near Wolves attack without Neto. Um, personally, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, no, like, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I would go a, a Dingra or Palmer, and yes, just, and go cheap, and go cheap, yeah. cheaper, and save a bit of money. But yeah, he might have nice. if he if he's got a tiny bit more, then he might be able to do something with it. Um, Burn and Gordon out for Branthway and one of Mbomo Matoma. Everyone wants Mbomo Matoma at the moment. Um, which may sway me in game week 12 when I see that Sheffield United game from Matoma go for a double up in midfield. Mm. Um, Burn and Gordon out for Branthwaite and Bomo. Yeah. I'd keep Gordon. You would do it, would you? Yeah. Well, like, if I had two free transfers, but I don't like, 
Yeah, I think I probably would. Because I do think Mbomo or Matoma, I think it's good to get that price point. Mm. Um, I don't think you have to sell Gordon, though. I think that no. I was looking at him last week, and okay, it's a tougher fixture against yeah. Arsenal, but he's becoming a key cog in that. And then they play Bournemouth the week after. Yeah. So I'd be, I think you could sell Burn because I don't think yeah. you, you're probably only going to play him against Bournemouth in the yeah. next four fixtures. Yeah. Um, Actually, no. I'm gonna. Yeah, you've you've convinced me. Uh, I I, would I don't think that. I don't think it's a bad move. Like we're talking of we're talking about good players like Matoma. They're all they can all call on any given day. But I just think Gordon, you might want to give him a little bit more time. Yeah. As you mm-hmm. said, um, the Newcastle game against away to Bournemouth. That's a tough fixture schedule for Newcastle. Isaac is out. Wilson mm-hmm. will play the big games. When if you're going to rest Wilson. It's away to Bournemouth. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if he can hold up and play three and, games in a week. Maybe he can, but... Of, of which Gordon no. would then probably play at number nine, we think. So, yeah, that's that's that could be time to keep Gordon, actually. Um, just a couple more questions. Uh, is Darwin a long-term pick? Um, I think so, if you're in a 4-3-3. Yes. I think so. Yeah, he is. I think Darwin, Watkins, Haaland is, yeah. is a, probably the best set up maybe now yeah I, th- I think so yeah Darwin is is make is becoming first choice in that team that doesn't mean say he'll play every game no. but he'll play most games and uh, he's becoming undroppable at oh, the moment and, and luckily Williams Tropical Farm is also our best front three so we just said it there <laughs> I, yeah, I, Harland, I think Williams Watkins Harlan do you think that yeah I think so because you still got yeah. four Villa games which you would want Watkins for mm. before they play Man City and Arsenal so uh, yeah Watkins sticks in there for a bit um, um, uh, John David is Dingra still a good option we spoke about him yes he is a very good option marches out he will be the number one there but he will share some minutes with Buonanotte but Buonanotte is not um, uh, in favour compared to Dingra so yes Dingra great option five million um, and I'll just I'll just do one more question. George Jones, thoughts yeah. on Harry Maguire as an option? Um, my answer to that is no, because <laughs> Manchester United are awful. I don't I don't. You might get a goal from him, and that'll um, but, and, and in FPL terms, that that's the holy grail. Getting getting a goal from Harry Maguire. You can talk about that forever. I mean, he's four point two, isn't he? Yeah. So he's a, obviously an enabler. I think Varane and Reggion will come back in at the weekend after yeah. Evans and they played Lindelof at left back and crazy setup at the weekend. But so that'll help them getting Varane back makes you yeah. a better defence. Yeah, but no, I would I'm still thinking. not. I would only look to bring Maguire in if it was an enabling and upgrade, a key upgrade yeah, yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. I wouldn't in isolation. I wouldn't bother making that move. Yeah, like the. Right. I mean, I've got a lamped in my turn. Other people. Are- Taylor or whoever yeah. might have a Luton defender, but they're not to play. They're just to be on the bench no. and you might need mm-hmm. them. So yeah. yeah. Um, if, if you, if, if you think Aaron guy's an option to play in your first 11, then, then think again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't fancy, I mean, the Luton game is good in 12, but can we trust United for clean sheets at the moment? I don't think we can, whoever they're playing really. No. And they've got, got three okay fixtures. Yeah, I think the Fulham and the Everton games will be tougher than we think. Okay, um, I'm going to wrap it up there because uh, myself and Tom are going to record a video with our team reveals and that will be out um, uh, in the next day or so. 
uh, on the Fantasy Football Scout channel. Um, thanks again, all of those who joined us in the live chat. Um, I hope we've answered uh, a lot of your questions, a lot of interest in Matoma and Bomo um, and some of those players uh, in those, those sort of cheaper midfielders um, there. Understandably, they're all good options there. Um, do remember to press that like button and do remember to press uh, subscribe so you can keep up to date with all our videos. Uh, in the meantime, uh, good luck everyone with their uh, game weeks. Tom, good luck with your game week, your post wildcard game week. Yeah. So should be good. And um, uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jay.